Welcome back into the newly renamed Trib Preps Podcast. My name is Colton Bartholomew, uh, sports reporter here at the Tribune, and I'm joined by assistant sports editor Todd Summerfeld. Uh, we're rebranded, obviously. You heard us throughout the football season talking about stuff and just calling this uh, the high school football podcast, but we're going to be talking about all types of high school sports. So uh, every you can plan on this being available every Thursday by by noon, I would say, yeah. pretty consistently, if not earlier, throughout uh, the morning. So that's going to be our plan throughout the winter uh, season and the spring seasons, um, trying to get to a point where very consistently we've got you know trib preps podcasts available to you each week. Uh, this week, since we're in the middle of uh, the high school basketball, hockey's. Uh, swimming, wrestling, wrestling yeah. yeah, all this stuff. We're kind of we're in a weird spot where people are taking breaks. We're just coming out of the holidays, so now we're at a spot where we can talk about by state that happened last week, which is a great wrestling event, and had some great local finishers there. We got basketball games coming up, the thick of conference seasons coming up, and now uh, boys hockey as well. Um, on Alaska Co-op is doing extremely well. We've got a big game coming up as well, so we'll cover all that in this episode, but. If you guys followed along with By State last week, you guys know Todd was the person to go to. Uh, all of the finishers and just all the action around there. Uh, an historic By State, first one to ever have a girls mat. Yes. On the second day that went um, over very well. They did um, okay. It, and it was they were good matches. I mean, in the end, some of them were, were one sided, but I think there was a, there's always a concern when you have a new sport that you're going to have somebody experienced out there and somebody with no experience. It's going to be a lot of quick pins and and when it comes to wrestling. Uh, but we didn't have that. There was some of that. Uh, the matches uh, went along pretty well. There were a lot of people paying attention to the map. Uh, so I, I, I thought I think they're probably very happy with the way the first one went, and and we'll see if they can go beyond that next year. If they'll just they'll do a mat again, or if they are able to get to some kind of bracketed system, it, it's going to be tough. You need a lot of growth. But right, they're, they're started now, and like I said, I think it was a pretty good debut. I think that maybe. If- 10, 15 years ago, there would have been more pushback or more worry about like the community, the wrestling community, not being in on that or like not accepting it. But it seems like at least here in our area, the, the I mean the Holman wrestling the girls team there is doing extremely well. They're retaining their team the number one and the number two. A lot of support for it. Like all the comments that we get on your coverage, Todd, and then also just it seems like everyone that has a, a girl that wrestled before or that's thinking about it is getting encouraged now or maybe in the past that wouldn't have happened that's and having a mat at by states another one kind of exposes people hey maybe my daughter or you know niece whatever ends up being could do this too yeah and it's encouraging in that we've we've told the story pretty well about the what's going on in holman with the girls wrestling there but i think it was 11 teams had at least one girl wow there um holman had a bunch of course uh or they had 11 Mm -hmm. they were looking for matches uh, and, and they all got at least one. Some of them got two. Most of them, I think, actually got two. Um, but, you know, Prairie de Sheen had a couple. GET Malmin had a couple. Uh, and New Lisbon, not too far away, had, had uh, a girl there. Um, a, lot of, a lot of teams had one. Sure. Uh, but at least they were bringing somebody. Yeah. And it was a chance for them to get some matches. And, they, and like you just said, the, it's rare that they'll have that the girl was able to make the varsity team depending on the size of the team. Right, right. So it's great that they were able to come to something as cool as Bi-State where you're in the lacrosse center. It's almost like a state wrestling or state tournament atmosphere and then getting to have a bunch of matches, like I said, two, maybe even three for some of them. And, and I'll throw this out there, that watching the girls wrestle, it was it, it was good because the they had the officials in the loop where they were doing a lot of explaining 
to, really? to okay. the girls if you know why they were calling something. Not long explanation, but a little bit just to tell them, um, which, which I think helped a lot of them. And it was a lot of fun to watch Kelsey Speltz and Jack Westcott uh, coach <laughs> on the mat. Uh, they really got into it. Uh, you'll be able to watch. We'll have uh, another story on them uh, on the Holman program coming up on Sunday. Uh, it, it just kind of a mid-season check on how the thing's going. And maybe I'll put the video of that up there so people can watch that. But they really get into it. Uh, and we know Jack was such a good wrestler, and Kelsey wrestled it at Holman too. So fun to watch them get into it coaching rather than just being out of the mat wrestling. For sure. And some other history as well. We saw uh, John Bailey from Sparta become a three-time champion, which is a pretty exclusive list. Uh, number one, it's tough to do just because of the quality of that tournament. But then, I mean, even in John Bailey's career, battled some injuries. He missed yep. his junior year. Or no, he got was it injured. He got hurt at the end of the year. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, just to consistently do well at a tournament like that, like he did, is just – not only a testament to his work and everything, but the fact that his coaches continue to push him and have him evolve his skills so that he can continue being at that level. Because obviously being a guy who's growing as well, he's moving up weights, he's seeing different people each of his years. Yeah, he, anybody I think would take three firsts and a third right. at this thing, other than maybe Bailey. Uh, <laughs> he's still bugged by getting third place last year. Um, but I think going out on a winning note and, and winning a championship his senior year uh, – is something acceptable to him. <laughs> uh, he, he, I mean, he pushes himself pretty hard and, and has high expectations, let's say that much. Ha, has very high expectations of himself. Um, he, he has confidence and he knows he can go out and win tournaments like that. Uh, now he wants that to translate over to, to Madison, which is what most of the kids there will tell you. Right. You, you talk to him about winning by, winning by state and, and they're immediately going to start talking about winning state. Um because you know, all of a sudden that's behind them. Even if it's 30 seconds ago, that's behind them. That's behind them. And then, two, I think it's a good barometer because a lot of them, yes. like you're seeing kids maybe from around the state or just maybe from across the state. Like you know somebody in Minnesota is really good, and at this type of event you're able to wrestle against them, and that gives you some confidence and some momentum going forward for the rest of the season. Yeah, there are a lot of kids come here from Minnesota and don't win by state, end up winning their state tournament. Same with Wisconsin. They, they, they can't pull off the by state, but it, it – Gives them a, a series of another series of good opponents to wrestle and say good opponent that you get two days worth. Right. Um, <laughs> you know, maybe the first couple may not challenge you too much if you're elite. If you're very elite, you know, like a Reed Ballantyne from from Stillwater who won his third also, his are in three tries. Um, if you're at that level, you still may not find competition here. But if you're at <laughs> you know at any normal level or, or even highly successful, you're going to get good matches here. And, and I think kids have done a good job of turning that into something in, in February. Absolutely. And you look at Kalen Yan, you had a really nice column about him um, and uh, Holman guy who's had success at Bi-State but just maybe ran into a tough competition or just hadn't broken through. Finally this year becomes a champion. And what I liked in your column, Todd, was that you could tell that that tournament meant something to him. We, we just talked about how people use this as a springboard. But being a local guy and this is being part of his life, not only you know working it when he was younger, all those type of things, and just being around it uh, throughout growing up in Holman, he's now become the champion of it and kind of accomplished that goal, kind of checked it off his list after a really great season for him last year as well. Yeah, and it's it's like Jason Luloff, the Holman coach, said after, you don't want to be a four-timer when yeah. it comes to being runner-up. Um, not that there's anything wrong with that. Getting on the stage four times is, is, is a big deal at Bi-State, and he did that. Uh, but being able to finish with a win rather than finish with another loss, 
uh, I think was a pretty big deal for him. And it was a pretty big deal for Holman. That got the biggest ovation of the night. Really? It was okay. the last match of the night. Everybody was kind of just wanted to see him break through, as you said, and, and he certainly came through and did that well. And one of the last, or our other uh, local champion over in Caledonia, Kyle Cavanaugh, a guy who had his wrestling season start late because, way late, way yeah. late because um, <laughs> not only just because his football team went so deep, but then also uh, in the state championship, he played for the Caledonia team that won 21 nothing over Barnesville. Uh, he separated his shoulder. Yeah, that, yeah separates his separate shoulder. shoulder. Um, and just really delays not only getting into wrestling, but what he can do when he's finally in wrestling. He's still kind of limited, he was talking about, in practices. He's got to be yep. really careful about it. His conditioning's not quite where it's been uh, when last year when he won a Minnesota State Championship. But he comes in, faces some really tough guys. Uh, what was it, 197 or was heavyweight for him? No, 45. 45, excuse me. I don't know who I was thinking about. <laughs> but um, uh, just a, a guy who's a good weight class there and yep. then uh, – Comes in not having the same amount of matches a lot of guys that he faced, but uh, was able to get the job done. And against Aaron Barr from West Salem. Right, that was, was a, a fantastic wrestler in his own right. And and in that match, you got two guys that know each other very well, wrestled each other a lot growing up, uh, law program, uh, both of them. And uh, when, when the matchup happened, it, you, you wonder what's going to happen in those when the guys are so familiar with each other. Yeah, are they going to be and, so tentative? Because like, if I mess up this one little thing, I know the move he's going to hit me with. And, and Kavanaugh <laughs> kind of was. He wrestled smart in that match. Um, he... He didn't let uh, didn't let Barr play to his strengths and go upper body with him, and which Barr is a good wrestler at. Uh, so he Kavanaugh wrestled a very smart match and, and came out with a pretty big win. That's the first time he's won there. He he won state last year. He was a state runner up. Uh, I think when he was in eighth grade, or he, he debuted as a state runner up. So uh, it was eighth or ninth grade. I'm pretty sure it was eighth. So he's had his taste of success in the past and this was his first one you know to get up on the stage at uh by state and he he succeeded against a very good wrestler absolutely well so like todd mentioned you can read uh the update on the home and girls program and some more wrestling coverage and make sure if you didn't catch up with it while it was going on look back at the the by state coverage lots of videos uh, lots of stuff from over at the lacrosse center so lots of good stuff you can read on lacrossetribune.com uh for wrestling there um moving over to basketball though Got some good games coming up in the next couple of days. Tomorrow, Todd's going to be at the Central Logan game. Obviously, big city rivalry. City we rivalry, got yeah. all that talent at Central. Logan's struggling a little bit, but yep. they're always going to get up for this type of game. They're always going to be trying to, especially when you are looking at a team that's as talented as Central going over to Logan, you pick up that type of win. That's one that you're talking about for a long time as a program. And, and Logan's done it in the past. Right. Where, where Central was, was clearly the better team going in. Uh, it'll be it, that was also during CJ Siegel era at yep. Logan, where they had kind of a go-to guy. I think Logan's kind of struggled a little bit with finding that this year. They've had a couple of different guys lead them, I, and you know we'll we'll see what the experience at this point uh, creates as as they go on the floor against Central. Central obviously goes in as a heavy favorite, uh, but it is it's a city game, so you never know what's going to happen. We'll talk about Central in a little bit, so I'll, we'll put pause on that. But uh, Chris Calloway, uh, another one of our reporters, he'll be at the GET West Salem Girls game. Um, big thing there, just continuing to see Lexi Wagner's performance yes. throughout her senior season now. Um, has her scholarship to Youngstown State in her back pocket. It always is interesting to see how players perform once they get that scholarship because obviously they worked for it for so long. 
are they then kind of maybe shutting it down just thinking about college, or does it finally just take that weight off their shoulders and they just can perform and play their high school season? Seems like she's in that latter camp. Yes. She is just continuing to dominate, put up a ton of points. Uh, and I'm, I'm excited to see what she does tomorrow because West Salem's a good team, and GET's going to need her to be – you know, the Lexi Wagner, we all know she is, scoring yeah. a lot of points and doing a lot of different things for GET. Yeah, West Salem hasn't quite been what it has been in recent years uh, this season. They're still a 6-5 and five team um, that, that still does well in the Cooley, so we'll, we'll see how they can. They always find a way uh, to, to figure out how to defend big players. So, right. Um, we'll, they, we'll see what they can put together against Wagner this time, but she's shooting the ball really well. Uh, and once she gets hot, it's tough to, to shut her down. The, you mentioned they're always shutting people down. Like they always find one that a team comes in with a hot player. We saw that with Chelsea Olsen. Yeah, West was, Salem was like her bugaboo, whatever the reason that, was. Yeah, I was just thinking that today about how well she's doing at Youngstown State when she's having a fantastic career, fantastic season. Uh, she's only a sophomore and, and one of the top players in the conference, um, getting honors in, in that regard. But, yeah, West Salem always figured out a way to, to minimize her um, contribution in games. And, and anytime you went to watch, it, it was always interesting just to see how they were going to go about doing that. And, and Mike Mallott found a way. He's not coaching him anymore, but uh, back then he found a way to do that against you know someone who was turning out to be a really good Division One college player. Right. And then you look at Friday – uh, Friday schedule, big one in the MVC, Sparta playing on Alaska. Yeah. On Alaska's come out really on a tear, eight and one, two and zero oh in the conference, and then Sparta also nine and two, two and zero. Oh. Uh, I, I think we're. I don't. I, I personally didn't see this happening for Sparta basketball. I know they had right. some good guys coming back, but the, this hot start to the season that's a, that's a huge matchup early in the year uh, in the conference season. And one I don't know that a lot of people anticipated, and we'll right. see how it goes. I. I Onalaska has really proved to be a good team, and, and Sparta's winning games. It's kind of like, it's kind of like we talked about football. We'll wait and see until they get a couple of those big wins. And Adam Dow is the same thing before football season. Is you know let's see what we can do that we haven't done before. And they kind of did that through the season and, and got by some some tough moments and beat some teams they hadn't beaten before in a long time. Right. And so we'll see. Maybe this basketball team's fate is the same. I'm not sure. I I don't know that anybody really anticipated. Uh, a nine and two start from this team. Uh, they have good athletes, Nick Church, Bryce Edwards. We've talked about those guys in, in football. Um, they're having good starts to the basketball season too. So I think this game on Friday night will show us what Sparta really is. I think going up against Not Alaska. Right, and this will be a, a great test for Alaska too because they just yeah. came off. Uh, they were down at the WBY tournament down in uh, what was it, Waukesha, oh, Milwaukee, oh, yeah, Milwaukee area. yeah, right around there. Um, they suffered their first loss, but then they bounced back the next day and uh, really did a good job against Milwaukee Vincent. So just seeing how they come back, and it's interesting when you look at what teams do over breaks and the, the holiday tournaments they play and those type of things, playing teams they've never faced before, then what they learn from that or maybe what they can bring from those type of games into the games where they do know the opponent, the conference game where you're so familiar and the, those things maybe even out, maybe that one wrinkle that you kind of added for somebody else, you can kind of throw out a new or a familiar opponent and kind of change things up on them. And when you look at the banner teams or banner programs right now from this area in terms of boys basketball, on Alaska goes over to Mequon every year and plays two games in this thing against good opponents. 
Central, we had to go to Florida this year, right? And play a couple of teams, and you're not going to Florida to play chumps. Yeah, they're, they're not. They're not bringing in 500 teams. Or, well, I heard they're okay. They're bringing in good teams. Yeah, and, invitationals that are spending a lot of money and doing a lot of yeah, things. That you and, and Central was impressive with the two wins that they posted down there. So, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how the two of those kind of carry that over. Two of those teams carry it over. Uh, talking about Central a little bit, so they're sitting at seven and one. Don't have as many games uh, in the early slate as I expected. I had to cancel yep. that one game. Was against Stevens Point. It was, yeah, they changed their schedule a little yeah. to, to get those Florida games in. Right. So uh, it's a little bit interesting because Central, and then they haven't had their full roster for a part of the season because Terrence Thompson uh, had a hand injury. He's playing now. But I don't think he's 100% yet. I think anybody that's watched him could, would be able to tell you that. He's still, rebound. He's still a rebounding machine. Exactly. Still rebounding extremely well, but just not as maybe aggressive. Still maybe not trusting that hand uh, with a shooting touch yeah. offensively. But you look at the way that Jordan uh, Davis has started this season. We talk about Johnny Davis a lot just because of his talent and what he's doing on the basketball court as well. But Jordan Davis starting this year being that second option that has always been there athletically, potentially wise, but now it's just production wise. It's there, and it's like, as an opposing coach, I don't know what you do. Yeah, if they're both on, and he, especially with Jordan showing a lot more outside range this season, especially yes. from the corner, I just it's it's got to be kind of one of those. I'm throwing up my hands. Well, well, what am I supposed to do here? Right. How do you deal with the two of those and still deal with Thompson? Um, yeah, and Parcher <laughs> you know, handling the ball. Parcher handling the ball. And Parcher <laughs> always finding a way to get it where it needs to be. Um, they're they're going to be a really tough nut to crack for everybody, and and I think Onalaska certainly has the best chance to do that. They don't play till the thirteenth of January, I think is the first time or something like that. That maybe the thirteenth isn't the right, but it's coming up in the next I don't know ten or twelve days uh, where they're going to play. Uh, so we'll see what happens in in uh, that matchup. But you're right, it, it's it's such a tough. You have to pick your poison and hope that that guy's off that night. Right. And, and as well, Onalaska has, has a fantastic coach in Craig Cole. And if he can't figure out how to find ways to beat this team, it's going to be tough for other teams to do it as well. He he, he showed over the years, whether it was as coach on Alaska or La Crescent, that he can figure out ways to slow teams down. And he you can see, he gets really frustrated when he can't. Right. <laughs> there's, th- there's times where he hasn't, and, and he's taken the heat right on himself for that. Uh, in, in those games, and there, there's one at Central last year that he wasn't happy about the way he coached, and and but but I think this is this is still the team, and, and unless something happens against Sparta on Friday, Sparta shows us something. I think Onalaska is still the team that has the best chance to do it. It's still going to be tough, like you said. It's, you get to a point where it's just too many weapons. And right. David Hayden, another guy who's having a great year that we had, didn't mention there, um, right? So throw another one on the on the fire there. Um. We'll move over to boys hockey. Just to, we're getting close to wrapping up here. Yeah. Um, on Alaska co-op co-op with uh, Logan Central this year. Uh, new team doing extremely well. They're eleven and one to start the year. Uh, they're going to be hosting Waukesha at four o'clock on Saturday. And just with the state of hockey in the local area, and I mean, you see West Salem Bangor struggling a little bit when you lose yep. the town. They lost in a Division One player like Gorniak and NHL. Uh, you know, drafty. <laughs> yes. Obviously, you're going to have a little bit of a drop off there, but um, it's tough for a team like Onalaska that's got a ton of talent to get a great game. 
or and now you bring in some larger school areas and yeah, I know the South of the state isn't exactly known for hockey outside of Madison and all that type Madison, of stuff yeah, but yeah, yeah. Uh, there's usually the northern teams that are the ones that they run into <coughs> at state and it makes it a little bit tough but I think this is one of those situations where you're playing an unfamiliar opponent some different talent some guys that maybe you're not sure how you're going to defend them you have to adjust in the game that's going to be a really good test for on Alaska yeah I think so you have to take advantage of those whenever you can get them and and typically We've seen over the last you know handful of years that Anna and West Salem have some great games back and forth. It just happens to be one of those years where Anna can't really count on West Salem at this point to have that kind of game. Sure, uh, the Avalanche is probably well, and and they haven't played the Thomas Sparta team yet. We'll see what happens. Sure, that, that game's coming too. up. Uh, but Onalaska handled them seven nothing, so they've really kind of showed there might be a big gap between them and the next best team. Uh, we'll see who that turns out to be, but. Uh, anytime you can get a good team from outside the area, they're going to take it. And, and we'll see what they can do on Saturday to, I guess, just kind of learn and, and go beyond. They're coming off the loss. They haven't played in quite a while. Right. Um, a couple for weeks. this time of year. <laughs> you know, haven't played in quite a while. Didn't go to anything for holiday tournaments. Um, so this will be their first game back. And, and we'll see how they handle the time off and, and what they can do moving forward. I think the co-op adding the, the Central and Logan kids has certainly helped. Um, I don't know that everybody was real thrilled to see it happen. It's tough when you look at three of the larger schools in, in this general area all having to put together one hockey team. It's a, it's a tough prospect for other teams to swallow. You look at West Salem, Bangor, that's not even the size of probably on Alaska yeah, city-wise yeah, yeah. or po- school population-wise. Right, right, right. And, and these are three big schools that are getting together to play hockey, and, and it was necessary from the, the lacrosse perspective. They didn't really have anybody. There's only a handful of kids on the team. Um, but the kids that they have are, are pretty good. Right. And they're really just kind of adding and making on Alaska better there. Absolutely. All right. So that's going to do it for the first episode of the rebranded Trip, Sport, or, uh, Trip Preps podcast. Yes. Um, I'll attempt to get better at remembering that name. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, like you uh, said throughout the podcast, make sure you're following along lacrossetribune.com, Todd at Summerfelt LAX on Twitter. Uh, we'll be all around the area at games this week, and make sure you're looking at the roundups on lacrossetribune.com where we get everything that we're not at uh, written up. So for Colton Bartholomew, that was Todd Sommerfeld. We will be back either – we'll be back with another trip preps on Thursday next week but another podcast kind of about whatever, college, some outdoor stuff coming from our sports editor, Jeff Brown, yeah. on Monday. So Monday and Thursday, which you can kind of expect for the podcast schedule here from the sports department. But until then, we will talk to you later.